Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is going to be a tough play. I know where I was. Brian Terrizzo, Cubs win the World Series. Uh, How awesome was that, Bobby? Brendan, I'm not cheating here. (laughs) I'm not cheating here. Five years ago today, so that would take us back to the 2016-17 season. Just for you know what's in giggles. Spec, you can do this. Hop on Hockey Reference, Edmonton schedule 2016-2017. Okay, yeah, keep going. All right. What's the date? Today's November 2nd. Who are they playing? November 2nd, they were in the middle of their New York road trip in 2016-17. You can look it up. Yeah, okay. Where were, who were, so where, where I is could, this story going, Bob? Where's well, the story I'm going? I'm going to tell you who I watched that game with. Who'd you watch it Because he's going to be on the show tomorrow. Wayne from the Edmonton uh, Operation. There you go. <laughs> Sitting in the hotel bar, having a 7-up. Yeah, And uh, with Pete Chiarelli, Kevin Lowe, Wayne Gretzky. And watching the Cubs in the World Series. Watching the Cubs in the World Series. And as you know, Wayne's son at one time was a was member of the Chicago Cubs organization. Did he make it to double A? Uh, he made it to double A, yep. Okay. And so, they say uh, if you make it to double A, you got a chance. Yeah. So, uh, the, in fact, that might have been the first time that I actually sort of chilled out. And that was my brush with greatness. <laughs> Sitting with Pete Chiarelli? Yeah, and he actually invited me. <laughs> that was crazy. I was in shock. I was alone at my house because I had invited friends no f- over for game one. And you have like, no friends. That's no, no, <laughs> I invited friends over for like three games, and the Cubs got smoked every time. So for game seven, I sat at home with my wife and watched it. No friends. There we go. All right. <laughs> this is our number two of Oilers now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owner operator place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline The River Curry Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan at Brendan Escott with Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. And Mark Spector is available at Sportsnet Spec. Mark's appearances on Oilers now, courtesy of Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard racing at Century Mile December 4th. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. In this hour, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, we'll also get to the Orders Now Injury Report and the Orders Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Alright, so uh, Brendan, did you look it up? Did you have time or did you go back in that schedule? Or uh, Anyhow, bottom line was we were definitely in New York City um, as the Cubs ended up winning the world. Didn't Cleveland tie? Was it Davis? Yep. Was it Raji Davis in yep. a home run to tie it late in that game? And then, like, and then it rained. The Cubs are about to, to choke away the World Series with a long home run. I believe it was uh, bottom eight. Yeah. And then the rains came. Well, you, let me ask. And there was like a 45-minute delay, and then they came out of it, and the Cubs got the mojo back and won the game. You know what's interesting, Mark? I love Chicago. Part of the reason why I love Chicago Frankly, it's been because of you over the years. You know, we did total sports together for five years. I wrote the checks and uh, and and made sure we had legal representation with Craig Lupel, just in case. Yep. Uh, but you know what? Um, you were such a huge Hawks fan, and then my first game with Rod Phillips in there, and he's like, 
you're in the NHL now, Bob. Yep. This is the in-game, in-game experience. And then they, like, that was in 08, 09. They won the Cup in 9, 10. Right. And where I'm going with this is for a number of years, they were the organization. 21,000 every night. Madhouse on Madison, absolutely packed. I go back. I, I was very lucky to get into the league in time to work some games in, like, the, the, the old yeah. Chicago Stadium, Boston Gardens, those old rinks. And... It was a bit of a mom-and-pop shop back in the Chicago Stadium days, I'll be honest with you. Like, it was fun and loud and crazy, but it's big business now, man. It's a 21,000-seat rink. They're selling you $14 beers, and there's a million suites, and it is a cash register in there when the Hawks are playing, or the Bulls. At one time, in oath, I think it was 0304, the Hawks, no, it was 0102. The Hawks maybe only made about thirteen million bucks. Let's not forget the Blackhawks. They didn't televise their no. home games. They were sitting six, seven thousand people in that ring, and they made thirteen million bucks in like forty-one home games. Yeah, and the Red Wings went like brutal to the Stanley Cup final yeah. and won the Cup that year, and they made like three times as much just in their playoff run. Yeah. And you know the story. Yep. I, I had the glass of wine with Bill Wirtz in a suite, mm-hmm. and we did a little bit of Chicago Blackhawks hockey trivia. Muldoon curse. The Muldoon curse. <laughs> You ever come up with one like that, a make-believe the story? Muldoon curse. You don't know about the Muldoon curse? No, I only know about the goat curse. You don't know about the Muldoon curse? No. The curse of Pete Muldoon? No. You don't all? You're, you're like the Chicago guy? I'm you a know? Cubs fan. You know, I'm never you're been. not a Hawks fan? Bah, I was like Tony Ole, but that's about it. I can't. I, 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 <laughs> was it Jim Coleman or Jim Taylor? Who wrote for the Toronto Star? Did they both? Uh, no, Jim Taylor was out west. It so was Jim Coleman. Jim Coleman writing this make-believe story about the firing. Uh, Pete Muldoon in 1925-26 by the owner of the team. And that was the curse? Uh, uh, the guy that named the Blackhawks after the Blackhawks squadron during the First World War. Yes. Okay. Frederick, I believe his name's Frederick McLaughlin. And the Muldoon curse all emanates from that. And he said, as long as I'm alive, the Blackhawks will never come in first. And then he died in like the 50s, and they finally came in first in 60-61. So that was the trivia question that Mr. Wirtz asked me. Okay, and the I, Muldoon curse. Are you looking up this thing up, or you're just texting back? No, I'm no, I'm not getting hate mail again. Yeah, just a little hate mail from my colleagues. Yeah, I always get that too. They're like, "Tell Stafford to shut up here." All right, let's switch focus. Yes. Uh, we had Paul Coffey on yesterday. Wayne Gretzky uh, confirmed for tomorrow at uh, twelve ten here in Oilers. Now, Wayne from the Edmonton operation. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lowe, you wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta. You worked for years where Kevin was the general manager of this team, later yeah. the president. Covered him when he was playing. When I say the name Kevin Lowe, what do you think? Of well, I think of the defenseman. I've said this on our show many times, your show, Bob. Um, every good team that wins has the defenseman that did what Kevin Lowe did for the Oilers teams that won, right? You know, every every. You know, the Oilers in 06, they had Jason Smith, yeah. right? It's uh, his birthday today. Oh, good for 48 him. 48 years of age. Gator, okay. You know, guys like Brooks Orpik and guys like uh, Matty Nordstrom and guys like, uh, who would have been the guy in Dallas? I don't know. Was it a Rick Matvichuk? Guys like, just just the the big, strong, subtle, penalty-killing, hard-to-play-against guy that doesn't rack up a bunch of points. The Oilers didn't need a bunch of guys. They had Paul Coffey. Right? right, they had Risto Rutsalainen in a bunch of those runs. They needed character. They needed, you know, stability. They needed leadership. They needed a guy that would do anything for the team that would block any shot. Uh, as Dave Tippett said the other day, we asked him what kind of player Kevin Lowe was, and he related a story about how an old GM of his said, "Guys like that, I pay guys like that because they make you win." 
And, you know, I thought that was a succinct way of describing Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe on those teams, he made you win. Yeah. Well, and uh, what about his work as a manager? Well, he had a hell of a year in 06 and then not many others. Yeah. He also, <laughs> it's funny, like George LaRock said he was the best coach you ever had. Okay. You know, and okay. George had a very successful season. had much talent. Like, it's hard to judge coaches when they don't have, when you look at the roster. It's like saying, was Dallas Eakins a good coach in Edmonton? I don't know. Didn't have any players. You know, so, I mean, I, I, you know, Kevin Lowe's record as a coach wasn't great here, but he didn't have a great team. And they, those were the days when they were going up against the, they were in the salary cap wars, right? Edmonton right. had $30 million and Detroit and Colorado and Dallas had seventy-five. So are you, are we really judging the coach with, with that roster, roster disparity? No. Uh, but listen, it has to be said, Kevin was around for a lot of the decade of darkness, and that didn't go so great. But uh, you know what? They put him in the Hall of Fame for his work as a player, for one. He's not yeah. going in as a builder. He's going right. in as a player. And to me, he's the one, the guy off those Oilers teams that it was remiss. That, of course, all the goal scoring and great goaltending and all that got rewarded. But they won a lot of games because of a guy like Kevin Lowe. And uh, I think it's a very, very... You know, I'm happy to see him go in the hall because he deserves it. Yeah, it should be a special night, to say the least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Come Mark, on. Mark Spector joining us, Sportsnet Spec. So uh, your Battle of Alberta book, which you, you, you wrote, uh, I mean, you, you were defined by how you played against the Calgary Flames. And in terms of the physicality that Kevin played with, he often exhibited that the most against the Flames. That was kind of how it was came out. That's where it came out, right? You played the toughest teams and the, the hardest rivalry and... And, uh, yeah, Kevin, you know, I'll say this out loud. One of the things I've never been huge about with Monaghan and Goodrow, and it's a different time now, uh, they don't play their best hockey against Edmonton, right? I find uh, some – I watch them play a lot, and I don't think that they play their best hockey when the times get hard and tough and emotional against the Oilers. And the opposite would be said for, um, you know, 95% of the players in the Battle of Alberta on both sides. Even guys like Hoke and Lou juiced it up when he's playing the Oilers. And Kevin Lowell, I mean, that... that Darren Fleury. Yeah, that rivalry was made for a guy like Kalo or you, Fleury or Bookaboom or Smith. Remember when the uh, the equipment truck used to be parked next to the dressing room in the old building? Yep. And the Flames lost in overtime, and Fleury came off the ice, and he took his stick and <laughs> just smoked the... Remember, he hit it about 15 <laughs> times, and we're all watching that down there like... Sparky's like, oh, man, I shouldn't have parked it so soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter comes in and says, Adam Larson plays a lot like Kevin Lowe. What are your yep. thoughts on that? No, for sure. Another guy says Nicholas yep. Jarmelson was a bit like Kevin Nicholas Lowe. Nicholas Jarmelson. On that Blackhawks team, Nicholas Jarmelson was the Kevin Lowe. Absolutely for sure. Yep. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Good player. Uh, good player, Nick Jarmelson, man. He was a good player. A hard-nosed player. So, some quick hitters around the league. How about uh, Alexander Ovechkin? Rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated, haven't they? <laughs> Is he going to catch Gretz? Oh, I think he's got a and you know he's got who, a pretty good chance. And you know who that that would bother the least. He'd be fine with that. He'd be happy. For he would him. be fine with that. Yeah, it's just who he is. He's that guy. It's kind of funny because he'll end up going to follow Ovechkin around the way Phil Esposito followed him around. It'd be kind of cool, hey? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you follow it? Did you ever go on one of those hunts during your like when no, it, a no. record chasing run? No, I can't say that I have. Those days where that preceded my time traveling the beat. 
But yep. maybe there might be one or two ahead of us, Bob. Who knows? Well, they've got two pretty good players right now. Uh, some other quick hitters spec. Uh, the Golden Bears football team were down Chris Morris. They're 2-2 two and two on the season. They were down 22-5 to five heading into the fourth quarter mm-hmm. on Saturday. Did you hear how they won the game? It didn't. What was the score with like two minutes left? Uh, 22 to 12. Okay. They attempted a field goal with about two and a half minutes left. Right. The guy, they missed the field goal. Instead of the guy conceding the single, he went to catch the ball and run it out, and it bounced off his shoulder pad right in the arms of a Golden Bears player for a touchdown. (laughs) Then they did an onside kick. I I must have watched the video six times. (laughs) I don't think Alberta touched the ball. They gave Alberta the the ball. They marched it down like the 15, got the field goal to go up, but they gave him too much time left, and Regina had one more chance for a field goal, missed the field goal, and Alberta won. The guy just got the ball out of the end zone. (laughs) What a great game. Yeah. So Chris Morris' team, 3-2, and they go to UBC this weekend. The Alberta Golden Bears. Have a chance at the playoffs? Uh, yeah, well, they're only playing six games, and they're 3-2. and two. Four oh. teams make it. So, okay. uh, uh, and you UBC, 4-2, you're going to make it. They beat UBC earlier this year. Uh, the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program lost to Regina for the first time since Derek Ryan was an Alberta Golden Bear. This was wow. in the 08-09 season. The Bears lost the opening game of a best-of-three conference semifinal. They scored 15 goals in the next two games to mm-hmm. take Regina out of that series. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the goalie made a guy named Holtby no relation to her, uh, Brayden Holtby. It, it was, the guy's name was Last, Brandon Holtby or something. Yeah, it? well, yeah, it's it's almost identical, yeah, yeah. no relation at all to the Holtby that. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? It's uh, listen, we're both old Golden Bear guys, but it's good for the league. It's, you know what that yeah. does for that Regina program to come in here and win a game against the Alberta Golden Bears? Oh my goodness! It's the it's the best thing that's going to happen yeah. to them this year. Yeah, uh, the Edmonton Elks. Mark, uh, it is November the 2nd. Yes. The Edmonton Oilers have played six home ice games. They have five wins. <laughs> the Edmonton Elks have played six home field games. They're 0-6. Yeah. Yeah, that organization has reached uh, We can only hope it's a nadir, Bob. Like it's not getting any lower than this, is it? Well, on all fronts. On all fronts, hey. It's not just the record. It's not just the... I saw... I mean, did you watch any... You were not at the game Friday night. Were, oh, no, you were in Vancouver. I was in Vancouver. I watched... Uh, did you watch I, some I of it on TSN? I watched the second half from Carderos, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the invite. I did invite Especially you. Especially after you chirped me earlier that day. It's the yeah. least you could have done. It's I was sitting there waiting for you. Got, no, you weren't. You didn't invite me to Carderos. You said maybe we'll uh, reach... Did, did you see it at the Westin? Yeah. Carderos is, like in Vancouver, I think that's my favorite restaurant. I love that place. Nice spot. It's a great place. Anyway, I was watching uh, watching the, uh, the Elks game on the TV. Not a lot of fans, eh? No, listen, everything's going sideways. You know, it's they'll get some fans on Friday because Saskatchewan's in town. Uh, but a some, lot of them will be wearing green. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is, uh, man, they, are they going to finish 2-12? and 12? Well, uh, at this point, what's the difference? They're they're. they're th- you know, they haven't even played a bunch of like they're tied with the last place team in the East, but the last place team in the East only two wins came against Edmonton. So I'll let you figure out who the worst team in the league is. Yeah. Um, it, it, even know, a the, dummy like me could figure that one out, right? The the crowds are down. The actual crowds are down, literally below ten thousand people. There's more people at a, at an Oilers game now than an Esco, uh, Elks game. Excuse me. Um, you know the whole. I mean, it just started. They changed the name. They've changed a, a lot of things. Dwayne Mandrizyak, uh, you name it. It's not going their way. 
It's been a year that if you could find me three things that went right this year, Bob, you win the prize. So okay, you know I'm not tough, tough, like, tough. I'm tough, watching tough. it from afar. I'm not down so there on a daily basis. So, so. am I. Uh, I do want to do a couple quick hitters. Uh, Sebastian Costa named the WHL goaltender of the month. The Edmonton Oil Kings uh, in town tonight against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Tickets available at yeah. oilkings.ca. He Winnipeg the other day, didn't they? They did on yeah. Friday. And then Red Deer's had a good bounce back year this year. They played pretty well. Red Deer beat them four three in overtime Saturday. Jake Neighbors still up with St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. He's got a COVID situation with guys like O'Reilly and Sad. That means he's not coming back anytime soon. And Xavier Borgo leading the Quebec League in scoring 24 okay. points in 12 games, 10 points in three games in three days. Um, twenty Something about that 22nd overall pick for Edmonton. They got Jordan Everly 22nd in 2008. They got yep. Yamamoto 22nd in 2017 spec. And now Borgo. I think Borgo's actually got a higher offensive ceiling than Yamamoto. Just watching him. Okay. So that's hope. That's better than that's it's hope. better than a guy going back to junior and and not playing well after getting drafted. He's come back like a house on fire. Yeah, it tells you something because so many of the guys do go back. Now this is his first year of junior, yeah. and it's less. It, it's more common that a guy comes back and he's just a really good nineteen year old or eighteen. Is he eighteen? Right he's now? a late birthday, so I don't know if he's turned nineteen yet. Okay, uh, it's it's the next year that's that you wish he'll be in the American be. League next year. Is he he's in, he's not year? going back to junior next okay, year. Then that's the year you got to get him out of junior because. Let them star this year. Let them play for the World Junior Team right here in Edmonton. Try, try to make the team. Try to make the That's team. That's how deep the team is. Yeah. But right now, of the guys that were drafted in the top 22 in the draft, mm-hmm. like those guys at Michigan got like a point per game. They're 6-2. and two. They got a good team. His team in Shawinigan's leading the Quebec League standings. They beat Quebec, who was the number one ranked team in junior hockey okay. last week. Um, they beat Blainville, Bosbriand, who I've actually been to that rank. They beat him twice in back-to-back nights. That's second place in their division. Mm-hmm. They got a good team. Good. And so this is bodes well. Mark. All right, partner. Cheers. All right. You had to bring that Cubs audio out, eh? I did. It was awesome, And you man. called for it. I didn't even hear you call for it. I was so... No, I texted Brendan earlier today. So get I to... set you up on you that, did. Bob. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> gonna... All right. We're going to take care of some business when we come back. That's Mark Spector, Sports Inspect for the Horses. Uh, it is currently 123 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 125 at Edmonton. Let's bang off some texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line. North Side Sam says, Bob, it's Alfonso birth- uh, Davies' birthday today. He's 21. Just think about that. The kid is the greatest soccer player in Canadian history. He's won a Champions League title, at least two uh, Bundesliga titles, and a couple other team championships as well. Oh, well, did I mention that he just turned 21? Well, he's an electrifying player. Like, he's spectacular. It's funny how he plays a slightly different position for Canada, uh, playing left fullback. They moved him up a couple times to left wing uh, in that attack uh, with Bayern Munich. But, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something to monitor. We're, we're hoping to endeavor to bring Kyle Turris on the show uh, sometime between 1.30 to 2. It's in a, the situation's a little bit fluid. Haji has texted the show to say, Bob, how much influence do you foresee the owner's prolific power play will have on the, the official threshold for calling penalties? We are witnessing it already. After the owner's score power play goal, given the overt desire to not influence the games, most officials seem to manage games. Do you anticipate the official threshold will increase from the onset of the game in the near future? I hope, Don Haji. 
But I do believe that we've conditioned a generation of officials that want to manage instead of officiate games. And I'm saying it's across. It's not just something that occurs in the NHL. It occurs at every level. And, you know, instead of just calling the obvious penalties, there was a, you know, McDavid got uh, opened up, got corkscrewed last night on the rush. To me, that was a penalty. Should have been called. Wasn't called. And 100%, uh, there you go, uh, a hardcore copy of Specs book, The Battle of Alberta, is going for $234.35 on Amazon. Is that right? I could see it going for $0.35 cents on Amazon. $234. Um, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Keep it coming. A lot of you... Uh, uh, Bob, by the way, I don't think Trevor Gretzky ever got to double-A ball. Okay, well, maybe it was just single-A. I stand corrected. For some reason, I thought he got to double-A. Uh, uh, Another question, is the public banquet for Kevin Lowe one that you can buy? I believe that event is completely sold out. So we'll completely uh, – I'll check in that for you tomorrow as well. But the last time I checked, they were closing in on a sellout. Let's do uh, the Owners Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, you uh, talked a lot about Xavier Borgo there, but uh, 24 points through 12 games. Does lead the Quebec Major Junior League in that regard, and of course leading all Oilers prospects as well. By uh, 7 points over Maxime Dinesh He's playing in the second Russian league, 17 points in 19 games there. Carter Savoy's had a, a cooled off last couple of games as Denver's dropped two in a row. Uh, he has scored one goal since that big six-point game, but still with uh, six goals and six assists for 12 points and just six games for Savoy as well. It's a, it's a lot different talking about this uh, you know, landscape and the prospects than it had been over the last couple of years, Bob. The cupboard's a little more stocked than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, and I could foresee a scenario where you would see Tulio, who's playing in Oshawa, he's their captain, and Borgo playing uh, both next season in Bakersfield with the Condors. Uh, that's the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Still to come, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. The Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown. Uh, this day in Oilers History for New West Travel. And an interview with the Edmonton Oilers forward, Kyle Turris. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.